Welcome to Social Media Blues. I am your hostess, Elsa Figueroa, and this is episode three. Well, okay, so um, today's topic is FOMO. But before I start talking about that, um, I just wanted to take a little bit of time, just a few minutes to talk about my social media detox ending and what I learned and what I've been doing to get back on social media and what the experience has been like. So like I explained in last week's podcast, I did a social media detox for two weeks where I got off of Facebook, Instagram, and also Pinterest, even though that doesn't qualify as social media as such in most people's minds, but I included it as well. I deleted all those apps from my phone, and I didn't go on it for about two weeks, except for Instagram, where I started going back on January 1st because I wanted to participate in this um, 31-day 30-day challenge that one of my dance teachers is um, is leading. So I would just go in and post my video and leave. So that was all that I was doing. But apart from that, I was not scrolling through any feeds or anything. Um, I actually went back to Facebook on Tuesday. I was supposed to go back on Monday, but I went back on Tuesday because um, as I went back to Instagram, I realized that that one social media platform is pretty manageable. And I had discovered that in the past when I first got on Instagram that I started using it a lot more preferentially than Facebook because it just felt much more manageable in general. With Facebook, um, it goes back and forth. But um, what I decided to do was to leave the Facebook app off of my phone, at least for now. I don't know how much longer I'm going to do that for, but I would just want to keep things like that for now and, and see how it goes. If I can still do my social media marketing without the app on my phone. Um, I think it's been working pretty well because the thing with Facebook is that when you open the page, there's just so much stuff coming at you. Like there's so much stuff gra- trying to grab your attention, fighting for your attention. And, um, for me, it's overwhelming when I have like a lot of stuff that I need to keep track of. It just drives me crazy. So I just, um, go in and check my notifications and check my messages um, and maybe I'll post something and then I'll I'll leave. So I'm not actually spending time on the platform. Um, And I think it's been okay. Um, I'm not saying that Instagram doesn't have its problems, but at least I'm, I'm limiting it to once a day. Like I just... Um, I've been doing this 30-day challenge and I go in, I post my videos, I I look at some of uh, my my peers' videos and then I I get out. And I'm only allowed to go in once a day for a few minutes, about five minutes, and then I leave. Um, I haven't started yet posting for my um, studio business account, um, but I'm going to start doing that today. 
I'm going to start posting my, you know, social media marketing stuff um, and those platforms. And I'll see how it goes. I've been a little bit afraid, to be honest, to go back because I, I, I was really enjoying being out of social media, actually. And so I'm trying to maintain as much of that experience as, as I can. But from what I said last week that... I discovered that I didn't really need to distract myself with social media, especially in times of discomfort. Like if I'm sitting in the car in the middle of a traffic jam and I'm not driving, um, that I don't need to go into that to distract me, that I can find other things to do during that time, like think about something or, or just take the time to rest and just let my mind free of any specific um, activity. So I'll keep you all posted about what develops in the future. So on to today's topic, and I'm sorry for any background noise and squeaky chairs. Um, I'm not sure how to get rid of the squeaky chair, except for buying a new one. So today's topic is FOMO. I wanted to talk about FOMO because when it comes to social media, this is by far one of the biggest stressors. And just in case you're unaware, if that is even possible, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. So missing out on experiences or hanging out with people or outings and whatnot. But what I've been able to learn in the past few months of looking into this topic is that FOMO really is about exclusion. It's about fear of being excluded from the group, of feeling isolated, right? Of of seeing your social ranking sort of go down. And there's this weird thing that's happening with social media where it's become this sort of tracker of uh, social prestige in a way, if you think about it, where it lets you know where you stand in the social hierarchy um, based on likes and based on engagement and based on interactions, which is very interesting. If you think about our prehistoric ancestors and the evolutionary basis of many of our behaviors today, you quickly see that human beings' evolution was preferentially lean, leaning towards group, towards the group, towards survival as a group. Human beings' bodies, our, our bodies, do not have a lot of tools necessarily to deal with harsh environments, with large predators, Um, very cold winters or very hot climates. So we've relied on our brains and on societies to keep us safe, right? So back in the day, 50,000 years ago, if you were in the group, you had greater chances of staying alive and passing on your genes, which is the point of being born evolutionarily speaking, um, or biologically speaking, right, reproduction. But um, back in the day, 
that our ancestors were living out there in the wilds. Staying in the group meant the difference between life and death. It meant that you had a group that you could hunt with and so have food and not starve. It meant that you had protection in terms of um, numbers, right? So if there was a threat, you could all face it together. Like a large mammal that wanted to eat you. You could all face it together instead of by yourself. If you were considered to be a danger to the group or not beneficial to the group in some way, and you were cast out and abandoned by the group, then that was problematic because you could very easily die when you were not with the group, you, you were left vulnerable. So that makes it so that we are very concerned with our status in a group, right? And even though nowadays we don't necessarily die if we are cast out or very the chances of, of dying because you are cast out are smaller and slimmer, I do think that, our, that there is a certain threat to our survival in that, for example, if you do something that is considered by society, the group, to be unacceptable, you can be put away in jail, put away in jail or you can lose your license to practice medicine or law, and then your lifestyle is threatened, right? Your access to food and resources is more limited, right? So there is that danger as well. So it's, it's very real for us, this threat of being excluded. But with social media, our fears of exclusion have more to do with how we are perceived today and, and whether we have friends or whether we're living a full life. And so we often end up getting ourselves into activities that we don't necessarily enjoy or hanging out with people we don't necessarily like just so we can be part of the group. And being part of the group means often posting stuff on social media that looks appetizing, that looks attractive, that makes it look, look like you are living life to the fullest, like you have an envi enviable life. And so we find ourselves in this, in this situation um, where if we open our Facebook page or Instagram page and we see people hanging out together, doing what apparently looks like fun stuff, then we start often feeling like we are not engaging in interesting activities or we're not being invited by our peers. And then we start wondering why that is and we start creating stories about the reasons why we're not there or the reasons why I can't travel like so-and-so. Why don't I have such a cool life? Or why don't I have that cool jacket? Or why didn't I go to this concert? Etc. Etc. right? You start having all these regrets because you start creating all these stories. And the thing with FOMO is that first, you start comparing your life to other people's lives and you forget very easily why you're not 
doing those things. For example, if you open your feed and you see a friend of yours is traveling to Mexico or Turkey or wherever, and it looks like fun and it looks beautiful and she looks amazing on pictures, and you start wondering, why am I not traveling like her? Or you feel this sort of nostalgia or melancholy or, or regret that you're not doing that yourself but maybe you're saving up to buy a house or to buy a car or to start your own business. So comparing yourself is really not adequate in that example. Or let's say you open your feed and you see that some of your friends went out for drinks or to a restaurant and it looks like you weren't invited. And then that creates these feelings of being left out or being rejected, right? And then you might start telling yourself stories about why they didn't invite you. Oh, it's because I'm not cool. It's because I'm not fun. It's because all this and all that, or I don't look cool like they do, whatever. Whatever your situation is. And so it becomes this, this endless cycle of stories that you keep telling yourself and it's very unproductive, of course, and it just kind of eats at your self-worth and your self-esteem. And maybe they didn't invite you because you unwittingly turned down too many invitations, you're always busy, so they stopped inviting you. Or there might be other reasons, but just launching into this storytelling of I'm a loser or nobody wants to hang out with me off the bat without considering evidence is, is, is self-destructive in the end. So that's one of the things with FOMO. The other thing with FOMO is that people often get so hung up on doing stuff, on filling their schedules with stuff to do so that they can feel like they are quote-unquote living life to the fullest or post about it on social media that they actually don't really enjoy the thing that they are trying to do. So for example, if you sign up to go to a music festival that you really don't care about with people that you don't really hang out with often or people that you don't get along with very well and you just go just to be part of the group without any other motivation just to be able to post about it on social media or to not feel like you're such a loser, then you go and you don't enjoy yourself, right? You go and the experience is not nurturing to you because you're just looking for any any opportunity to sort of ease the pain of being bored or being annoyed by these people that you might not even like. And then people go to these activities sometimes and they are not living the experience fully because they spend a lot of time on their phone, right? They will um, start opening their Facebook and Instagram and scrolling through their feeds while hanging out with other people, which is kind of the opposite of this idea of living life to the fullest, right? So you're not having the experience fully, you're just there. But you're not there, you're not, you haven't showed up. 
So when I see that happen, I often wonder, like, why are these people here? Why are they doing this? If it's not occasionally I pick up my phone and take a picture, it's like the whole time, pretty much, they're on their phone and commenting about what's on their phone instead of living the experience fully. So if you find yourself going to a music festival, that's one example, I just randomly that I thought of, or to the park, to a picnic, or a family gathering, or anything, then really do take the time to be present, even if it's boring, even if it's annoying. Just get yourself through those stages of annoyance and boredom. And if you don't like it, just go home. But don't pressure yourself into doing things just because other people are doing it, and you just have to experience it for yourself. And that's the third thing I want to say about FOMO and experiencing things. People, some people get really hung up on this idea of, I just want to have as many experiences as I can. I just want to just have all these experiences. And experience, in my opinion, is kind of a subjective thing. Experience can be a mindset, right? So this whole idea of mindfulness really is, in a way, how you interact, how you engage with the world, how you experience the world. And you can be in the most boring of circumstances, but your mind is taking in whatever's going on. It's just taking it in, in a very deep and full fashion. And some people can be the most wonderful of circumstances, like traveling to Paris or skydiving or whatever, and they are more interested in what is happening on their phone than what is happening around them. So this whole thing of experience, it has a lot to do with how you approach life and your mindset, how you show up to each event in your life. In this regard, um, a book, a film, a game, a conversation, these can all be transformative experiences. You don't have to take any drugs, but if you want to, you can go ahead and take drugs. <laughs> I'm not advocating for drug usage, consumption, whatever. I'm just saying that some people want to have that experience and that's fine, but don't have the experience just because, just to have the experience, just to say that you had the experience. Do it because you're actually curious about what it feels like to do that. Like I'm not I'm a little bit curious about skydiving or um you know swimming with sharks, but I'm not I don't think I'm curious enough to take the risk to my mortality that that might entail. So I for now I don't think I want to do those activities. It might be fun to do it in the future at some point if I ever overcome my fear, my irrational fear of sharks. But right now, I'm not, I'm not willing to, to take the risk. So there's that. It's, it's just this concept of what experiences you really are curious about having and what are they going to bring to your life. And the thing is that, you know, there's so many experiences that you're never going to have. Most of us are not going to climb Mount Everest. Most of us are not going to be Olympic athletes. Those are experiences that you're not going to have. 
And that's okay, because you cannot possibly have all the experiences in the world. But you know one way in which you can have several experiences without living them yourself? Reading. Reading a book about someone who actually did it, or someone, or a book written by someone who did it, that's, in a way, a, a way of experiencing it, right? Like watching a movie... Things that you are not going to live yourself because you cannot live other people's lives. So this fear of missing out is very one-sided in that you're only feeling it about certain things. You're, you're preferen uh, given preferential um, emphasis to certain experiences over others. Like, for example, um, getting bitten by a particular venomous snake. That's an experience that you are not looking forward to having. It is an experience, right? So things like that where, you know, that's an extreme, but it's just to illustrate that the experience argument of, of this problem is not, it doesn't hold much water when you really think about it. And this thing, when it comes to FOMO, you really have to look at What is the story that you're telling yourself about that person's life, that person's life when you're feeling this sensation of being excluded or that you're missing out on something? And two, what is the story that you're telling about your, you're telling yourself about yourself? I'm looking for evidence for that that supports that story. Because if you were saving up for a house or a car or to travel next month to Italy and you're feeling left out of, you know, the concert that your friends went to last night and you didn't go because you didn't want to shell out the money, then you have no business feeling femoral, you know? And that's the thing. It's, you have to think about your own goals and your own vision for yourself and your, your, um, your lifestyle and what it is that you want to accomplish and constantly realign yourself with that so you don't feel distracted by these feelings of FOMO. Why is it important not to get distracted by FOMO? Well, like I said, it erodes your self-esteem and your self-worth, which is just not good in any way and for any reason. And then... It just, it gets in the way. It's, it's disruptive. You, when you feel FOMO and you feel regretful or you feel left out or you feel lonely because of what you're seeing in social media, then you're putting yourself in a vulnerable space. And you're in this vulnerable space where you are preoccupied with how this person might be perceiving you or what they really think of you that they didn't invite you to their thing and this preoccupation zaps so much energy so much mental and emotional energy out of you and doesn't allow you to really show up to the things that you really want to do that you really love in the best way possible right and it puts you in this vulnerable state where you are more susceptible to marketing where you might end up doing impulse buys or 
reacting in a way that doesn't add much value to your life where you're just grabbing at anything that will take away the hurt. And that's never really a good thing. So, ah, those are my thoughts about FOMO. I think we can keep talking about it for a long, long time because this is one of the biggest problems I think nowadays. And I think it's one of the reasons why people sometimes fill up their schedules to the brim, which in future episodes I want to talk about. It's, it's this concept of living, breathing space in your schedule and finding those spaces and how that is extremely important and beneficial, especially for people who are creatives, people who are trying to make content or make art in any way, but really just everybody, right? I think that that's something that doesn't get spoken about a lot. We talk a lot about productivity and how to get fit more in a day. And I lived my life like that forever. And frankly, right now I am trying to do less in order to do more in a way. So I'm looking forward to that. But for now, I'll leave you with these thoughts about FEMO. And like I said, this is a very broad topic that we can just keep talking about forever. So it'll probably come up in other topics or in a future episode. So stay tuned for that. And I hope that you have enjoyed this, these thoughts, these insights that I'm sharing with you. Please leave a comment, leave a rating, subscribe. That would be immensely beneficial for this podcast and I would be immensely grateful. If you have any questions or comments or any topic suggestions, you can send them to socialmediabluespodcast at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you in the future and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of the week and weekend. Bye!